Please join me in prayer. God of revelation, mere flesh and blood cannot reveal divine truth. Only your spirit can give that gift. Be in my breath and voice, be in our ears and understanding that through these words, your word may be known. Amen. Our first scripture reading this morning is a portion of Paul's letter to the church in Rome, uh, Romans 12, 1 through 8. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, on the basis of God's mercy, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable act of worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and what is acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of yourself more highly than you ought, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure that faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and not all members have the same function, so we, who are many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, prophecy in proportion to faith, ministry in ministering, the teacher in teaching, the encourager in encouragement, the giver in sincerity, the leader in diligence, and the compassionate in cheerfulness. Holy wisdom, holy word, thanks be to God. The Gospel reading this morning, the lectionary reading for this Sunday, is uh, Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 20. Listen for the Word of God. Now when Jesus came to the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John, or John the Baptist, but others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, are one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this but to you by my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he sternly ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, Janice and I live 
on the other side of Fishinger Bridge in Hilliard, where we can hear the machines working almost every day at the quarry. Now, most of the quarry belongs to the Metro Park system, and we get to walk there on occasion. I must say, that doesn't the quarry look like something from another planet? It really does. I guess you could say that they mine rocks there, similar to the one I hold in my hand. Now, as you can see, this rock is pretty heavy. It, it's large, but not that large. It probably weighs about 15 pounds. And when we think of stones, we think of them being solid, solid as a rock. Remember, that's how we use that phrase. Stones are good for throwing. Although I'm not sure I could throw this one very far. Maybe, um, maybe if I were practicing for throwing the shot put, maybe. Remember when you were a kid, you skipped rocks over the water to see how many times you could skim them over the water? I'm not going to use this for that. <laughs> Stones are good for setting. Now this one's a little small, but you get the idea. Stones have been used to harm people. It wasn't so many years ago when someone was dropping stones onto I-270. And we know from reading scripture and within some cultures that stones were used to execute people, to be stoned to death. Now, I grew up on a gravel road. Now, if you were to take this stone and make it into small pieces, the stones would make the road passable, no matter what time of the year or what the weather was. Now, this stone that I hold in my hand is special to me. You see, in 1893, some folks at the Plain City Presbyterian Church, where I used to serve, decided to build a church building. They decided to build a stone building. Interesting enough that this rock, this very rock I hold in my hand, came from the quarry right here in Columbus. This stone became a part that would provide a church for generations, and still is. In biblical times, the church, the stones, rocks, became a symbol for God's presence. When the people of faith wanted to use a strong metaphor, they reached to a rock or a stone. Now there's an old rabbinic saying about Abraham. When the Holy One wanted to create the world, God passed over the generations of Enoch and the flood. But when God saw Abraham, who was to arise, God said, Behold, I have found the rock on which I can build this world. Therefore, God called Abraham the rock. And Isaiah wrote, Look to the rock which you have been hewn. Look to Abraham your father. Now the gospel lesson that I read this morning reminds us that the church was launched from a rock also. And Simon uttered his famous confession, you are Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for on this rock I will build my church. Peter's answer was the one that Jesus was looking for. Simon gets it right when he declares that, that Jesus is the Messiah. Simon's faith at this moment is rock solid. 
in the entire discourse with his disciples, Jesus is checking whether they have an understanding who he really is. When Peter makes his confession, he's a stand-in for all of the other disciples. And in these verses from Matthew, Jesus lets us know that he wants to build the church. He's asking them to be faithful to his vision, his call. Matthew is saying that the message of Jesus is a rock on which I build the church. On this rock I build my church is our confession of faith when we, like Simon, say, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. This is Christ's church. Sometimes we think it's ours, but it's not. It's Christ who builds the church, and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. The church is sometimes has done awful things to people, has misused humanity, but we also have seen where the church has been a force that has changed the world, always struggling to be faithful. In the great moments, and there have been so many we can't count them, that the, that the work of the church has been sharing God's love and blessings and doing justice. Someone once said that the church is a rock that's worn out of many a hammer. We thank God that somewhere around 70 years ago, I'm not sure on the time when this church was formed, but someone tells me it's around 1953, and then later it was built, brick by brick this building was. Here, here the church gathered to build a building that would be dedicated to the purpose of providing the place where people would gather, nurture, serve with compassion, with love. This church that people gathered here has been a rock for many of us. This building has worn well for the most part. It's a little older now. It creaks in places. It leaks sometimes. But it's like an old friend that changes through the years, but if the character that made you friends remains. There have been a few additions and renovations and changes, but if you left today and didn't come back for a while, you still know this building, wouldn't you? You'd still be flooded with memories that these bricks hold. Covenant Church is, of course, more than a building. It's a space where we share our joys, our sorrows, where every week our congregation, we gather with those across the world and share the good news of the gospel. Maybe, maybe it was here, in this very sanctuary, that you made your confession of faith and accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe it was here you renewed your faith in Christ. Maybe you have memories sitting with others in these pews with friends and friends and family. Some of you have memories when you said your marriage vows. Maybe in this sanctuary, or one just like it. Maybe it was here you had your children baptized, or you were baptized. Maybe the memories come back to you that fill your eyes with tears because here you faced death of a loved one and you found hope of the resurrection. As I look back on my life, I still love the church, the slow-moving, myopic 
monster. Sometimes I'm saddened at the misuse of our power. I know, I know that the church wanders in its own wilderness. We struggle with politics. We pour our energy into things of little significance. Just change something sometime. Yet all, for all these faults, we're still a community of faith redeemed by Christ to be sent out into the world. When I think about the church, I remember how it worshiped with me when my dad died suddenly and grief left me numb. When I was recovering from surgery, the church was there alongside me, praying for me, caring for me along the healing journey. This community stirs the longing that rests inside of me, this wrestling that takes place almost every day. It confronts me with the truth that turns my face red one minute and sets me free the very next. It sets me out to the sights of poverty and needs that have to be challenged. It challenges my prejudice and my comfortable lifestyle. I'm guessing that you probably have had similar moments when you've listened to sermons, maybe one like this, experienced communion, heard faithful stories of people, joined in service and mission. Perhaps you've experienced, as I have, the Spirit stirring you as you've listened to the choir or sang the morning hymns. Maybe, just maybe, you've launched out on a call to do something to serve the community with your talents, with your gifts. Yes. It's true. This congregation has been a foundation. It's been a rock. And it's here we experience the grace of God. It's here we enjoy and glorify God. A place where we experience the grace of love extended to all. May each of us take heart these words that someone wrote. This is my church. It's composed of people like me. We make it what it is. It'll be friendly if I am. The pews will be filled if I fill them. It will do great work if I work. It will bring others, people into worship and fellowship if I bring them. It will make generous gifts to many causes if I am a generous giver. It will be the church of loyalty, love, fearlessness, and faith, and a church with a noble spirit if I who make it what it is and filled with these. Therefore, with God's help, I shall dedicate myself to the task of being all things I want the church to be. As we face the future, we know, we know that this institutional church will not always look the same. It's changed over the years. And we know that the church and the world is changing so fast that the church is struggling to keep up. But we also know that we'll always need a community of faith that challenges us, challenges us to be our best selves, points us to Christ when we need forgiveness, and points us to redemption and justice. I believe that there will always be those who gather around this table to be fed, a community of believers. There will always be believers who 
care for strangers, treat others as equals, and bring God's love to all the corners of the world. And whenever we have the chance, we need to run. We need to walk, crawl, whatever it takes to get to this table. Maybe here we can see a way out of our brokenness to care and change, to hear the needs of our community and the cries of people around the world. We'll continue to thrive as long as we remember that the message of Jesus Christ has been spread and adapted with whatever means is available. I, like you perhaps, have lived too long to know that the predictions that are made today about the church is going to die. I have lived too long to not panic, for we know that we'll always have some place where we're significant. When I think about what happens next, I think of the refrain of the hymn we recently sang, How can I keep from singing? No storms can shake my inmost calm, while to the rock I'm clinging. Since Christ is Lord of heaven and earth, how can I keep from singing? The rock that is the church, you see, is not this building, but the people of faith, you all. It's in wherever we gather to spread our witness. And Jesus says, says it to all of us here this morning, to you and me, Jesus says, on this rock, I will build my church. Grace and peace to you from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.